Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, October 22nd, 2022. Today on the Ether, the PFP movement with Galactic Punks and the Wrecked Gang. Hosted by Ghost338. Let's take a listen. I think uh, Twitter is rugged best. Yeah, it's a rug of the highest caliber. Um, I see one, two, three Bezerabs. Bezerrect. Let's just give it a few moments, Ghost. Maybe maybe it will get a little bit better. I was getting rugged by Twitter, I don't know, so I basically get out, get in like three times. Yeah, Kamala was saying there was like three of you for her. <laughs> no. One is too much, Besser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. While we wait, why don't we like share where we are joining from? So I'm joining you guys from my couch in the UK. I'm ridiculously hangover. I'm suffering the consequences of my past actions, but I'm very, very happy to, to chat with you today. Yeah, I'm, I'm in my bedroom. Uh, woke up not too long ago once I saw your messages, how I messed up the time zones. So uh, luckily I have my coffee, I'm ready to go. Nice, I'm also home today, it's Saturday, and it's also, it's almost evening here, and I'm also from my living room. All right, I guess we can start. Just a little chat. My vision, my goal is to do a different type of Twitter space than what we're normally accustomed to. Something more uh, that the smooth brains can actually start contouring their brains uh, just a little bit. And... uh these classes that we're, well, some of us are attending through the unique uh, courses. For me, it's enlightening. It's like being back in school, but actually being in school, trying to learn something that, you know, I'm passionate about. And with this week's course about PFPs, I was like, why not? I'm biased because I own NFTs from both of the collections. And I was thinking, well, why not? Why not have an open discussion between two PFP projects that I'm an owner of, a holder of, and I care for? And why not just have this type of panel discussion as if we were at a university about the PFP movement, history, where it started, and where it's going, and how do you, both of you, envision yourselves during this historic movement yeah um so for for those of you who listen i think most know us but karma joining on the galactic punks account and the i think just just for clarification if someone is not aware the classes we are talking about are the unique university classes that are being held in om metaverse open metaverse 
Um, so the leader of this movement is Punk6529. And this is basically a free course that anyone can attend. Anyone can listen to the to the sessions. And um, it's like pre-recorded sessions if, you know, just the live sessions don't really fit your time zone. Um, but we are also, you know, sharing notes in Galactic Punk's Discord, in, in Rectwolf Discord. And we are having just a lot of fun, just like Ghost said, basically going back to school and learning together in a small group. So I'm very excited to talk about this. A small caveat, I don't think any of us actually manage, maybe better up if, if you are very, very like diligent. Um, I don't think any of us actually manage to listen to absolutely everything and read through absolutely all material. I know I haven't, there's a lot to go through. We are on week, between weeks two and three, whether or not you count in the introduction. And I believe today's today's uh, topic will be mostly like like Ghost said about the PFP collections, but also some very very exciting things that you know were touched upon um, in a discussion between Punk Six Five Two Nine and the founder of uh, Yuga Labs slash uh, BAYC. So yeah, excited to talk about this. Passing on to you, Bessa, for for a quick intro. Thanks a lot, Ghost, for setting this up. So. It's... It was time to to have such type of spaces. It's quite interesting also to to discuss where we are, what are we thinking about NFTs, uh, our expectations, and also our vision, our vision for the the next six twelve months. Pretty sure what will happen in I don't know in uh, next year. It will it will it will be something that we are not thinking not right now about it because this space evolves so fast that so fast that we are really it's really hard to keep up almost you know so I mean it's uh, Galactic Punk started one year ago it feels like five you know and uh, and also the period between the joining the Galactic Punks and then. Uh, Building uh, uh, together with Berserker, the, the Red Gang, Red Wolf, uh, it was only four months. But those four months, again, it was like two or three years. So it's everything so intensive. It's everything evolving so fast uh, uh, that really it's, it's interesting. And it's also that they at the same time exciting to see where we are going. Yeah. And just to, to start, uh, PFPs. PFPs have been around forever, even pre-internet. Any little thing can represent an individual, a person. Maybe you can even say like a cave painting in some cave in France or in Germany from the caveman. He drew a stick figure and that stick figure represented himself doing whatever it was he hand painted there and the movement from there into let's say an ugly yearbook picture that most of us probably have from high school we might have it somewhere in a closet but at that point in time that photo represented us and now to where we're at now in web3 where crypto punk crypto punk started as just a generative collection and it was a free mint. It's probably the first free mint back in 2017. And that free mint's probably a few million dollars right now. 
but no one knew what it would come out to be. And then after that, the course went on and Yuga Labs or Board 8 Yacht Club and took a whole different spin on what PFPs were and what you can do with them. Go ahead, Karma. Yeah, I actually wanted to say one of the most interesting things that I've taken out of the course are the little details about some of the historic collections. So the CryptoPunks, like they minted way before I really entered the space, which was, you know, about like a year and a half ago um, that I really started taking interest in crypto. And um, so something really interesting that I learned in the course was that no one actually marketed the original CryptoPunks as a PFP. They were they weren't really heavily marketed at all. As you said, they were a free mint. They were an experiment. And they were mostly marketed as digital collectibles. Um, the entire PFP movement and using them as the social signaling tool, you know, um, to basically make it easier to find your tribe, that emerged completely organically. It wasn't really a pre-planned utility. It wasn't something people were banking on. It genuinely emerged from the community on crypto Twitter specifically. And that's just something I, I genuinely didn't know. Um, for some reason, I just took it for granted that more often than not, changing your PFP is the main utility of the new NFT you're buying, at least when it comes obviously to PFPs. So just apologies for the interruption. It was just something that really, really moved me. No, you're you're good. Uh, my question to the two of you is, what made you decide to create a PFP collection? Besa, go ahead. Throwing me under the bus. <laughs> oh, no, I can go first. I just didn't want to hook the mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me start. Let me start. I I will be honest. Uh, really, for me, I started to learn about NFTs about a couple of years ago, and uh, since I came into NFTs until uh, until one year later, for me the NFTs were a total scam. I I couldn't get them. It was uh, it was hard for me to get them. It was like uh, you know I I went through all the all those uh, levels in which uh, right click save or like uh, uh, like you can copy it or you can uh, uh, it's it's like it's just a picture and so on until uh, actually I saw the the NFTs on Terra. And uh, I was already not not fully part of Terra, but I already knew that ecosystem, and uh, also I knew how strong the community was, and that was also what was making Terra so special due to its community. And when I saw that finally that Terra community got uh, got the NFTs, and uh, finally they started to get a type of identity. And uh, there, actually, I understood the potential of the NFTs and uh, how how they can help uh, to to evolve and also to to grow further a community that already exists. And uh, that was probably the ACA moment for me. 
and uh, was also the reason why I joined uh, back then to Galactic Bank. And since then, it was really a really fast uh, rabbit hole for me, which, okay, from, uh, from a simple PFP, then I started to really get uh, get uh, uh, addicted about the DAO topics, about uh, all that stuff, about multi-chain. And uh, in general, it was really, really fast and really intensive for me that period, but uh, it... Uh, it brought me at a point where actually I understood that uh, that was what I was searching in crypto and uh, that was my bread. And uh, <clears throat> that, was, uh, that was also the moment why when, uh, when we, we started be, uh, with the idea uh, around Wrecked Wolf uh, back in January, Probably with Berserker, we we put together all the vision like in 24 hours, what we wanted to do from the project. Okay, then like a, <laughs> two or three weeks uh, for the for the art until Kudo came. But in general, we really needed like 24 hours to put all the ideas and uh, what we needed to do and all our vision, and then uh, and then we started the execution part. And really, what uh, what mainly brought me to that point to really accept and uh, build around the project was the potential that I saw around the link between the PFPs, NFTs and the communities. Well, brilliant. Our um, A very big part of our journey has been side by side, me and Bessa. So, but let me go back to the start. So. I come from the traditional art world, so I spent most of my life uh, and my traditional, my, my fiat career is in paintings conservation. So I spent my life working in various European museums, actually. Uh, so for me, the time when I discovered crypto was in the midst of the of uh, COVID crisis, when every museum in Europe was basically closed and I was out of a job. I couldn't really do anything. It's not like you can just, you know, take a Mondrian home and work on it in home office. So to me, discovering crypto and understanding for the first time the incredible potential of NFTs was eye-opening because, you know, having, having experienced the traditional art world, when many people throw accusations at NFTs that these are Ponzi's, these are scams, I actually experienced the, you know, quote unquote, legit art world. And that's the real Ponzi I'm going to tell you. It's an absolutely horrible machine of exploitation of artists, um, workers in a museum, which are absolutely underpaid, uh, unpaid internships. Many of the very, very rich, uh, coveted artists don't even make most of their artworks themselves. They have uh, like a <laughs> sweatshop-like huge studio where they um, just outsource most of things to poor art students. So I just, and obviously this is not everybody. Um, we have a wealth of incredible heritage in art that we are trying to preserve. But I'm just saying that the, the traditional art that everybody puts on pedestal is an ugly business and a horrible industry. So seeing NFTs and just seeing people so incredibly excited online about 
for the first time collecting art, engaging with art, engaging with artists and funding them for royalties. That was something I haven't experienced before. And it just it just really opened my eyes to what this could become with time. Um, and simultaneously, I found Ethereum, I found Solana way too overwhelming uh, to really enter. And Luna was just a developing ecosystem and the community embraced me. I was able to learn within it. And that's when I discovered Galactic Punks. So, and this is a, maybe an important distinction to make that I wasn't actually one of the founders. So I found the Galactic Punks Discord on Terra. This was, you know, the first big NFT project. And I was just a user. So like I ground in the Discord alongside Berserker, alongside some of the people that I see here in the, in the chat. Uh, we were there like 24 hours a day. And I eventually worked my way up from, you know, just a user to a moderator position and later uh, as part of a team just before just before the mint or shortly after. I don't actually remember. Um, so, yeah, um, I may not have had a, a hand in, you know, starting Galactic Punks as a project, but what really spoke to me and why I wanted to work on it um, was because to me, it was such a wonderful homage to the original punks. It wasn't really trying to copy them. Like it does have its original visual language. You know, it was referencing so many protocols that were building on Terra and it was building alongside Terra. Terra was exploding. Galactic punks were, you know, like incorporating all these traits, you know, an Orion halo, a Mars suit, like all those really fun Easter eggs that only people who were already familiar with the ecosystem could recognize. It seemed to me like such an incredible self-referential project that allows people to have this little yeah, community in a more condensed form. So that's what spoke to me at first. And then obviously like the success was just beyond anything we could have imagined. And the money that was, uh, was accumulated later really allowed us to start with some, with some fun, fun um, initiatives. But to me, that was that was the part that really made it for me, like the community and the availability to enter like a more streamlined chat room, a discord where people would help me if I needed uh, help, where I could ask questions. And I knew that, you know, you always have to be on the lookout for people who, who have malicious intent. But it was just so much nicer than on the on the big sea of crypto Twitter. I hope that like answers the question a little bit. No, I, both of you answered that question uh, lovely. And, you know, to your part, Karma, you probably brought more insight into what the art world is, actually. And most of us are not in the art world. We just got in it just for the PFPs and crypto and anti-control and all of the above. Honestly, my first intake in uh, NFTs was last year. GPs was my actual first mint. And I still hold my mint from before. And it was just speculation. Oh, look, these are kind of cool. All right, they're kind of referencing the OG CryptoPunk. Eh, why not? Mint a few, keep them, we'll see what happens. And then, as we all know, that starts uh, an addiction. You start minting a bunch of rugs, a bunch of uh pictures that go down to zero and then uh lo and behold because january of this year i found uh rick wolf i think best always 
throws it <laughs> into my face uh, a message when the Discord just went live, maybe a few days. And uh, it caught my attention after being wrecked after so many mints and what they stood for. I said, eh, maybe one more time. And Lord and behold, look where we're at now. But uh, you guys touched on a, a lot of topics that we'll go and do a deep dive into uh, in a bit. And one of them was uh, utility. Utility didn't come about until Yuga Lab started doing merch. And in Terra, that utility had, had started with GPs. And then throughout all ecosystems, people started using the utility as kind of a, at first a gimmick. Hey, this is what sets me apart from these other projects. Hey, look what I can give you. And it's similar to what different brands do in the real world. You might want a pair of Nike shoes instead of a pair of Pumas just because you see, you know, MJ wearing them and promotioning them and only football players wear Pumas with tiny feet. And that's a start. So I want to ask you guys, you know, what kind of a utility do you guys currently have? Where do you see utility going in the future? And how can it differ between different projects? Okay, probably start here. Uh, I'll not give a classic answer here. Uh, <laughs> no, not classic. <laughs> okay, so let's... You need to come toward the smooth brains. Okay, let's go with the V modality in this case. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the end, let's be honest that uh, okay, the utility came uh, came into the NFT market when uh, way too many projects launched there, and then uh, it was uh, the market was so uh, so supplied with different uh, PFPs. Uh, that in order to differentiate themselves, uh, the project started to to give uh, to give utility or something different from just being a PFP, and that was the start of uh, building uh, on top of the PFPs uh, the different things that we we have now. So now the complexity of the utility went up uh, so everyone's trying to to put uh, to put on top of it a lot of things but really that was probably in my opinion was uh, a start from just trying to to be to differentiate themselves from the other projects uh, i i would i was thinking actually today about uh, a small uh, a small paradox you know it is uh, how, uh, from one side, how the NFT holders uh, would like to see the NFT projects in general uh, accumulate cash flow or different uh, revenue streams uh, like in real life companies. But and those in real life companies uh, from other industries have only one goal, and that is to maximize the profit long term and also accumulate value. And uh, those uh, th uh, the in real life companies they build value by building a product or service to a customer base in exchange for mo monetary compensation. Yeah, and uh, but there is there is a thing that we NFT holders and Web three we struggle to be treated like customers, 
and we want to be treated like community members, you know. And on the other side, uh, we actually uh, are still thinking uh, about the different NFT projects, uh, like uh, uh, with the same rules uh, that uh, that are coming from uh, from normal industries. And uh, if an NFT project acts like uh, in a real life company, we automatically say it's a cash grab. You know that that is that is something curious that uh, that is still still around. So I was uh, what I was wanted to say it is that uh, somehow you know it is uh, we have to we have to shift from this from valuating the praise the NFTs based on their floor price and uh, why why because the holder because the holder and the is the investor and the customer at the same time the value of the nfts is determined based on the how much and how many new people want to join the project at a certain point and as we all know uh, the floor price uh, is short um, the floor price are in this short uh, short term uh, hype cycles and uh, usually usually it shifts money from late holders to early holders so that is that is something that is happening all over again and we are seeing it everywhere and you know i mentioned before that the holders and investors are are at the same time also the customers and that is okay but it is a problem when they match perfectly you know when in uh, in a in a, uh, when basically the because the uh, the customers um, the, the customers that use the product or the service should bring value to investors but in this case we have actually a circular reference for excel users or or a dog chasing the tail so and uh, this is another interesting point where it's really, really difficult uh, now for people to, to understand the, uh, the, the, the intrinsic value of the uh, or prices and NFTs. So the NFT market is just needs to find an equilibrium to rethink the expectation in general and, uh, and also what is really the value, not not the utility, but I would say the value of the NFT projects and also the the community they they join. And uh, beside beside the the floor price or like the the token allocation or the staking in general, from my side there are there are certain certain utilities that are. That are uh, I would say that are intangible but also invisible ut uh, utilities that uh, the people are underrating them and uh, how many I would say that there are too many too many utilities that are really really something that uh, that are most part of the value of the the strongest communities around and that is the knowledge and the network the knowledge uh, I would say, look, tell me, tell me who are the five people you are spending time with, and I will tell you who are. You know that 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 saying, 
and uh, it's it was never so true like in crypto you know if you spend like uh, five minutes on telegram group during a bull market your iq goes down by 30 points and uh, that is something that we all noticed it and uh, and uh, the fact is that being part of the right community that is able to stimulate you intellectually that can allow you to grow and especially learn and evolve, evolve has a really, really big value. Uh, why? Because uh, our scarcest resource that we have, it is a time, you know, and uh, we all know how much time we, we are wasting on, uh, on in crypto or on crypto Twitter. And allocating that time with the right people, it can, it can really uh, become productive and help uh, to, to step, to everyone to step up and, uh, and, uh, and evolve. That is for the knowledge part. For, for network, I would say that is another, another utility or value that the, the good projects have and it's underrated and, uh, you know, the network and the connections are probably the most important ingredients to succeed in every industry. Name me one industry that uh, you're able to really succeed without, uh, without this. It's really, really hard to name one. And same in crypto, you know, if, if you have the right network that can help you whenever it's needed, that is, uh, that is really, really amazing. And uh, imagine how, how hard also in other industries in general it is to to get inside one net one good network of people that can help you or can uh, can um, uh, of which you can be part of uh, and it's it's extremely hard you know and in other it's it's uh, it's really interesting how it's really easy to get uh, to, uh, to get in a in a, in a network, and that is probably like a couple of clicks away, where you are buying an NFT, and like five minutes later you are part of a big family almost, and where you can uh, literally find people that welcome you, and uh, start listening to you, and also they allow you also to to learn, and that is that is something that really it's very very hard to. To, to meet in, in other parts of, uh, of the industries. And, uh, and yeah, that, that is the, the, the second part. And uh, okay, so I will, I will stop probably here because I already talked too much. Uh, in general, uh, what I wanted to say in all this, it is that the uh, the utility term, it's really difficult to, to describe what is exactly, because uh, I would also say that uh, probably that is the, the second most asked, asked and uh, loved question by Berserker in our Discord server, after what is your Juno wallet. It is, usually he's asking some people, what is the utility from, uh, from the project that you would like to see? And no one is able exactly to say what exactly the utility it is and what they expect as uh, in uh, in exchange for utility so we are still discovering this and uh, we have probably to link uh, 
the expectations with with the reality and also the what really are the PFPs and what are the NFT projects from uh, from from what we expect in the future. All right, my my turn. <laughs> no, that was like I completely agree with everything you've said. Um, for those who like rejoined or joined a bit later, the question was, or the current topic is, how important is utility? Are your users your are they a community? Are they your customers or both? And how to treat them accordingly? So. I, I, I'm not trying to cop out of the question, but I genuinely think that all those aspects, utilities, community, customers, how to operate an NFT collection, is it, you know, like a company with a cash flow or is it just an experimental weird thing that is very difficult to make sustainable because it's so new. We have no idea how the market will behave long term. So my view on this is mostly that everything we've seen so far is wild experimentation and no one really has an idea in which direction it's going to go. Like I would have I would have never thought if you asked me, you know, a month or two ago, I would have never thought that Solana will go to 0% royalties. In my mind, the royalties were like were an integral part of NFTs. And that you know no matter how this crisis resolves, it just shows that there aren't really rules to this game yet. We are just looking at something that's changing and is still very fluid, and all those collections adopt uh, adapt uh, accordingly. And similarly to that, you know, if we were to look at Galactic Punks, it wasn't that we started off this collection and we had. Uh, you know, like a company-like balance sheet and a plan on exactly how we are going to make this sustainable for the foreseeable future of X years. It was a group of people who came together and wanted to do a really fun project because they all absolutely loved Terra and wanted to deliver the first PFP project. But as the market changed, as everything unwinded, we really adapted. And the community fed into the project you know, things like the validator that we started, that was never on the team's roadmap. It was basically community members, Bezerab, Berserka among them, Rebel, who is also here in the, in the audience today, PBR. It was people who came together and just decided they really wanted to do something cool. And one of the reasons why this, you know, was allowed to come to be was because of our DAO model which speaks to the community aspect that you've, that you've said. So I think overall, we are trying to look at these PFP or even NFT collections in general sense, and we are trying to apply one model to all of them or trying to compare them with each other, where I don't think you can necessarily because many of them are trying to accomplish different things or follow completely different models. I think long-term, we will see an emergence, you know, as we accumulate this experience, we will see emergence of more targeted collections. For example, I think that the for for a while we had this meta of you know yield bearing NFTs, and some collections are still pursuing it very very efficiently. But I think many have also seen that it's not necessarily sustainable. 
um, you know, looking at the at the early days of um, cyber kongs, where you were earning basically like thousands of dollars a day farming some some token of their ecosystem. I think most collections notice that it's very difficult to make such tokens sustainable. But on the other hand, some seem to be succeeding. And I think long term, we will see this specialization where some collections will specialize themselves in basically being like a shareholders certificate where you owning that NFT, you are being a part of a company that provides services, software to other users and pays dividends to these shareholders, um, aka NFT holders. And then there will be other collections which will be strictly social experiences. And I think it will very often depend on the person's character and their just personality, what they will go for. I know that personally, even if I hold a collection, I don't always use all the utilities that this collection provides. As an example, for example, I hold an SMB. I have a Solana monkey business. This is a, a Solana OG collection. And very, very often they have whitelist giveaways or things, you know, happening in the Discord. I have never participated in them, but I, because I'm not an active Solana minter, but I just love holding this NFT long term because I want to be a part of Solana ecosystem's history and the NFT ecosystem history. And similarly to that, you know, I, I hold many, many uh, NFTs from Terra time simply because they still mean so much to me. So this is a very long way of saying, you know, we were talking about these different utilities and where do we see this going? I think that long term we will see a specialization um, and more clear terms on on what these collections really want to zero in on. And especially now with with the entire royalty debate to what you said, Besserect, I think I think many will have to operate more like companies and have long term sustainability. Um, in mind, which is difficult, especially right now with with these volumes in this market. So yeah, like obviously a very very big topic, insanely much to talk about. So yeah, like feel free to have like counter questions. No, I mean both of you said it. You know, in in a wide term, where utility depending on the individual can mean many different things. It can mean a gated access to an event. It can mean you mint this NFT, become part of this project, and the main utility might be, hey, I can get some whitelist, or I can get that networking feeling and get access to areas that not anybody can get into. And it becomes like that social aspect. Uh, or I get free merch. Either way, like you both have stated, it becomes a big pie of utility and it's all up to the individual that wants to partake in that project. Okay, is the utility, quote unquote, that is there, is it what I'm actually looking for? As an example, I'm part of a, a different community where the, the wholesale of the project was to be initially like a shareholder. You're going to partake in a DAO type structure and 
using Web2 revenue models, you'll get a piece of the revenue coming from it, whether it be investing in other projects, investing in other services. I knew going into it, that's my utility. That's what I want to be a part of. And with newer projects coming about, influencing different types of utilities, uh, it's up to the user to decide. Read the fine print in between. Use that network, like Bess was saying. Use that type of connection you can make in different ways to determine what kind of utility you're looking for as a community member. And one other thing you guys had mentioned, which, oh, go ahead, Carmen. Oh, no, sorry. Like Twitter is rugging me and everything is glitching. So please ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> Another question that I was going to go towards and both of you, you know, kind of dipped your toes into it was the community aspect. These PFP projects uh, from the beginning up until now, some of them always go for a hey, we're, we're just about the community or a utility is all we're going for. I mean, if you want to go in there for the speculation to try to make a quick flip, that's on you. Uh, you can't fault the project for telling you, hey, we're just about community and utility. I mean, if you go in it, it it's on you. Don't cry later when it goes to zero or a rope pool. Everyone has to do their due diligence. But as my question to you guys as pretty much project leads, how do you view this topic of community versus customers? And how do you view your communities individually? Yeah, so I think this time maybe I will start off. I think all the projects that started off on Terra have gone through much more hardship than any other project on a different blockchain because we had to at some point make a very important decision what we are going to go forward with are we staying on a chain with a depact uh, you know stable coin um or are we moving somewhere else and we know that many teams decided very very differently which just shows us how dif how difficult of a decision that was was and coming back to your question is to me why i got interested in galactic punks why i wanted to be a part of the project and later why i wanted to be part of wrecked wolf as well so even starting as a customer myself why i started with this project it was all about the community for me i'm going to be honest with you i've never really cared about any of the yield bearing nfts it it never really seemed very sustainable or long-term thinking for me, especially in, in the midst of, you know, a market that changes from month to month or even day to day. I always looked at obtaining a Discord, obtaining a group of people that I could chat with, that I could, you know, bounce ideas off of people and chats where I would know there are people there that have more experience than me, that have more knowledge about certain blockchains than me so that I can learn from them and from, from their insights. So even starting not as a project founder, but as an NFT collector myself, that's precisely what I collect and what I want to have. And I think it's very, very personal. With a collection like the Galactic DAO, we 
from the very beginning, we set it up as a DAO, which means that we wanted members to have a say in what we are doing. And that was a very, very tumultuous and very interesting journey. We had incredible initiatives like the validator, like some of the, some like, you know, New York party, etc. But we also had lots and lots and lots, I cannot stress this enough, effort lost in, you know, arguing with each other. People have violently opposing views, which make it very, very difficult to actually come to a conclusion, to come to a, an understanding. So it was very often that I felt actually on this journey throughout the DAO model that a true, you know, horizontal democratic structure is very utopic, but rarely works efficiently, at least. And um, that's why, you know, shortly before DPEG, we transitioned to this pot model where we had these um, structures. We had a finance nebula, we had an uh, NFT nebula in the DAO, and members were elected to lead these uh, themed groups. Because we've just recognized it's how difficult it is for, for a large group of people across many, many, you know, like social and knowledge uh, groups to make decisions and to come to conclusions about the joint project. And I think as we view this social aspect of NFTs, we really have to think about this, that it's actually the, major the, the minority of NFTs that follow a, a true DAO model. Um, it's it's more often that there is a centralized team making decisions, and that's how it has to be because otherwise we wouldn't really necessarily move forward. And the real DAOs are a minority because it's just so much more difficult to to for for them basically to survive long term. I think also if it's a little bit of a survivorship bias. So apologies i went on a little bit of a tangent but if i were to answer very briefly how do i see this customers versus community i think that it's a little bit of both um i know it's a lame answer i think it very much depends on a person and I, I i often wish that people took a little bit more of a of a responsibility for their actions that you need to buy nfts because you like them i personally when i when i buy an nft I consider my investment gone. And it's not and it's not because I'm I'm a horrible trader which by the way is also true. It's because I personally just view all of this as such a huge social experiment that I I just don't think my my expectations and maybe this is because I'm such a horrible trader um you know have much viability long term. A team can be absolutely brilliant but a horrible market, a horrible like something can absolutely destroy your plans. Or a team must can be like absolutely horrible or even like undoxed, but their project will take off. There is so little, so little logic and structure to all of this. Everything is a meme that I just prefer to choose projects that speak to me where I just have fun hanging out with people in the Discord. And I think that's how this entire PFP mania really started. I think it wouldn't have taken off as much if, if crypto was a more popular social topic or if there was more of us in crypto. I think one of the reasons why we love PFP so much and 
really congregated in discords is because most of us don't really have a strong support system for that hobby, for that way of living in our real life. Most of us, I know, can't really talk to our spouse about crypto. Um, you know, maybe they will roll their eyes. Maybe they just don't necessarily understand the latest staking and liquid staking derivative on Terra, um, the fifth that is launching. And I think it has become just so easy to find your tribe by looking at the social signals on Twitter. Oh, this person has a wrecked wolf as a profile picture. I can assume they went through a Terra crash. Um, or I can at least assume that they, they are in a discord that's very open to all blockchains. And, you know, they discuss many different mints across many blockchains on a regular basis. Or I see someone with a Galactic Punks profile picture and I can instantly assume that this person is either someone who has been in Terra from the start, a Terra OG, or at least a person that is still interested in Cosmos and in the new Terra, um, Terra situation. I think that's the most, that's the biggest utility to me, at least, that that leap that I can do in some assumptions based just on what people choose as their PFPs. Beautifully said. Best. Yep. So uh, back to what I was also saying before. You know, we are still mixing the three words together. That is the customer, investor, and community member. So we end up, we ended up at the point where we are all three all together at a certain point. And uh, but there is something about the DAOs that helps actually to uh, to to make people feel more inside. A community and uh, feeling that they are uh, a community member. Why? Because it gives uh, it gives the opportunity and also the uh, a way for everyone to participate into uh, into the decision into into putting uh, pushing proposals into also being really more in contact directly with the team and so on. So it elevates a bit the the community responsibility at the, at the point where you know that you can decide more. You know, uh, you actually start to uh, to engage and to act like in a Web3 community, a decentralized community where there is actually no, there is no really... Uh, uh, centralized decision except for the team part where they, they execute the roadmap and uh, that that what excites me the most about the DAOs here it is a project that uh, a project that is uh, without without a DAO or without a pod structure or without uh, uh, this possibility to the community to engage and also to to push ideas or also uh, uh, also proposals makes it only probably i know only a pfp or or uh, or like a community that that is engaging by just waiting what the team has next or what they are dropping so it is mm, like they engage between each other 
meanwhile they're waiting what the teams uh, teams uh, teams drops next you know and uh, so, as previously said so here's a really really interesting question are are we all here in the nft uh, ecosystem customers or community members and that uh, based on that answer of each of us we already know if we are ready for the next stage of projects that will act a bit more like uh, like classic uh, business models which for example uh, karma previously uh, touched that point with the zero royalties and uh, the different revenue streams where some projects will start to to have different revenue streams but again those revenue streams will come from the customers and the customers will be also mainly the holders and uh, and it will feel a bit less like a community and here is i'm just a bit more curious if uh, how if that shift will will really happen or not and uh, how the actual community will react to that yeah, I guess the way we're moving now with the PFP uh, movement, we'll see which model represent. Well, which model will survive and where people will go. Do you want to be treated like a customer, just like all these legacy companies, where I'm gonna pump product in your face? You're gonna like it because you want to feel left out. You want a, a Louis Vuitton that costs as much as probably uh, some of the PFP projects around here. And just because I can go out in public and say, hey, look, I have a Louis Vuitton bag. Or I have a Rolex. Or I can drive a, a Tesla and not necessarily am I part of a community, but I'm just a customer. And I'm just flaunting that item, let's say, in front of people. There's no community type behind that. And we'll see where we'll go. And concerning DAO structures, uh, democracy is sometimes a blessing and a curse at the same time. Like Karma stated, sometimes you get nothing done because nobody wants to agree. And most importantly, I mean, in everyday life, people disagree, but you need a centralized, decentralized centralized body per se of people that remove emotion out of the way and make the best decisions for the community now in in relation to what the two of you go ahead go go ahead On a topic that you both were mentioning uh, concerning revenue models, there's different revenue models. And my take is if a particular project already has a certain revenue pro uh, revenue model in mind, they're operating as a Web2 business and you are a customer in essence. Unless they are creating this revenue model to bring further value to the holder. What, what's on your take with these revenue models from different projects? 
So I, I really think that uh, there, there is almost no project that figured it still out. Uh, a, a model that is sustainable. So even uh, even if you are taking the big uh, the big ones, you know, yes, you collapse. Uh, they are probably ninety percent of the whole NFT market in terms of value, but they they accumulated the whole uh, the whole value and all the money through they raised the money through the last mint of the oversight and also where, through the royalties coming from uh, from trading the the three or four collection that they had. So and and they have the brand, yeah. Beside that, uh, okay, they they. St- still didn't figure out a sustainable model and uh, it's like you're saying okay but they drop a token yes they drop a token and uh, the token it's still uh, it's a meme token and which uh, it gave them only problems because uh, they they still have to find the real utility for it or a reason to exist and they are trying to now the moment to implement it in whatever whatever they can, you know, and it's, it's that a token, but it's a token that still doesn't have a real proposition. And, uh, and, uh, and that is the biggest project in the NFT space. And then, uh, okay, let's, let's talk also about the other projects, probably like the whole Solana ecosystem. Yes, uh, there are some big projects that uh, have uh, tokens or like uh, staking and so on, but, Again, the 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 staking and the tokens, uh, it is they are like the NFTs, you know. The NFT holders of a project, they are at the same time uh, the investor and the customer because the, you, uh, the people that are investing the money uh, into the NFTs are almost uh, uh, the main the main uh, uh, revenue stream that goes back to the project. Okay, and you expect a return when you are buying that NFT uh, uh, to to grow in value, but it grows in value only from the fact that you and other people are actually buying buying the NFT. So again, it's like a circular reference, and it's only only few and small examples where really some small projects have like uh, you know uh, building tools or building. Uh, building platforms that other users are using it and then you are getting values back to the holders but that is so small that it's still not sustainable and doesn't give back to the to the holders uh, a decent return on investment so it is it is a word that adopted this uh, this logic of trying to give back holders uh, value in terms of uh, of tokens or in terms of uh, of new NFTs, but long term in general, it's uh, sustainable. Still don't know, but uh, I'm still trying to figure out like one project that figure it out in a proper way to to find to find like uh, real revenue streams. And uh, okay, so I will just make some exceptions. In in this case, it is the projects that have validators that was a really uh, really good good take for them uh, and that is 
probably one of the exceptions in which uh, you get the money from external and not from the same holders. Yeah. Uh, so um, I, when it comes to sustainability of NFT projects, I think quite frankly that over 90% of them are unsustainable and most teams launching them haven't fought beyond, you know, a few months in advance. I think, like Bessa said, I think we've seen multiple meta narratives, you know, emerge and go by. We've seen for like a month or two, there was this huge wave of projects that all tried to become the next big brand. That was the entire point. And I think what we are now seeing, especially with all this like 0% royalties discussions, most projects now strive to, like I previously said, be uh, almost like a shareholder certificate that allows you to be a member of a community that owns a certain build, a certain protocol. So what I'm thinking about right now is, you know, like the ABC collection on, on Solana. They are att attached to the to the Hades swap, um, so like build, and they are getting a kickback of ro all royalties. That's basically the utility of the collection is being a shareholder in that platform. You are being given a stake in its success. That's potentially a sustainable business model if that platform is doing very well. Um, a different example, you know, the gods, we've seen them, they had their, their uh, dust, uh, you know, token for a while. We've seen them transition slowly towards more of a dust labs approach where the du dust labs builds utilities for the token um, and the token is gaining like an economy of its own. And that is obviously like beneficial to the gods' collection because they are getting emissions of that token which, by the way, are subjected to halvings and actually going to, I think, finish in a few months. So it's going to be very interesting to see how it, how it affects the collection price when that, when that token emission stops. And then I fully agree, and I think the most sustainable um, opportunity for many NFT collections is if your main utility is being a part of a community, is being recognizable, that really, really helps with trust. And trust is one of the most important, you know, um, considerations when you stake your tokens. Most of us long-term users stake our tokens, you know, beat Atom, beat Kujira. So when I go, when I enter a new chain or even a chain I know, but I'm just not like super immersed in the ecosystem, I open the Kujira staking page. You know, which validators am I going to stake with? The ones that I've seen pop up on my Twitter feed if I'm an active Twitter user. Or if I see that, you know, um, Wrecked Wolves have a validator. Or I go to stake my Luna and I see that Galactic Punks have their validator on, 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 on Terra. That's very likely who I'm going to stake my Luna with. So instead of, you know, someone, someone else, I'm going to stake it with them. It's the same for other protocols. It's not something that NFT projects use exclusively. We have TFM here or Orbital Command. These are projects that are very, very active. And, you know, when I then see a validator with their name, that's very likely who I'm going to choose. So I personally think that going forward, we will see more and more of these big collections. 
either use a token to fuel various protocols and give a kickback to their holders, or we will see them establish various utilities on chain as protocols that have the sole purpose of yeah, giving utility to the actual NFTs. So I still believe that there is a lot of overlap between how people see NFTs and fungible tokens. I don't think it's going to be, you know, obtainable, like any any true, like life-changing yields on many projects. I think these are going to be unicorns that just appear once in a while. If you catch them, that's absolutely great. But I think most of NFTs will just remain mostly a social construct, at least in the PFP, obviously, world that we are talking about today. So short answer, I don't think most NFT projects are sustainable cash flow wise. But I also think not all of them have to be. I think many of them live for the community, live possibly even for the short-term meme of it. Um, and we just have to accept it at some point. I'm not saying that this is all of them. I think, um, especially, you know, talking here today, Galactic Punks, Wrecked Wolf, I think we are very much focused on long-term vision. And we are, you know, lover of NF lovers of NFT space on Cosmos and want to continue building and expanding it. But yeah, I, I think I think very honestly that most NFT collections aren't sustainable or haven't thought about sustainability model long term. We have two examples of how sustainable these projects will be between D Gods and Yuga Labs. I think they'll set the the example and the president to see what can happen. And each one is backed by bright minds and business executives in the Web2 world. Uh, we'll just have to see. But uh, like you guys have stated, not every project should look at themselves with a particular revenue model. Something to probably build on, uh, that's different but having a sustainable revenue model so you can deposit funds into your holders as you know, like an investor or a shareholder. You know, most projects like that probably won't survive. Yeah. You both actually mentioned uh, the gods as an example of, uh, of sustainability or, or in general what they brought. For me, they are still in process of uh, actually demonstrating that sustainability and which, uh, you know, they are at a point where they uh, they have so, so much responsibility and so much hype around their project that they are every time forced to to bring some hype even higher in order than to cover those high expectations that are that uh, that are around them so in terms of uh, long-term uh, vision i'm sure they have plans and so on in the short midterm in terms of sustainability in general it is they're playing a game that for me it's not really sustainable because it's like really playing always on a hype model that okay it it compensates uh, it compensates the early uh, early holders of uh, of those nfts and then in order to keep 
good and keep uh, okay uh, the uh, those early holders uh, you always have to enter in this uh, hype loop uh, which you uh, you are forced to keep that floor price high and uh, to to attract new people and that for me it's it's not sustainable because it's like literally the main focus uh, it's around that floor price that should go up uh, and uh, it's like diamond hands uh, Paper hands. Uh, it's not coming from the community. It's coming. Oh, I think I lost Beth. Yeah, I was about to ask if I'm being rugged or Bessa. Yeah, I thought I was too. <laughs> yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Yeah, I was okay. Just to recap it quickly. So I was saying that, and you know that is that in the end it's like. Uh, a hype model that for me doesn't work uh, in long term and uh, it has to be revised because okay you cannot play like that forever no i i fully agree i just think that you know as far as collections go they are still they are such an interesting team that's not afraid to you know break things they are making tons of mistakes like i'm holding two look two tubes i still haven't gotten my youths the reveal has been postponed indefinitely i don't think i will ever see these nfts at this point at the same time you know they are trying something new so i guess like i previously shared with you guys i just really like communities and i like seeing what people experiment with in a way that's what attracts me what i wanted to say by the way we we've talked about sustainability and what's valuable in a pfp collection I actually think that the speculation part is such a huge part of the NFT market that this has to be counted into potential earnings of a collection. What I mean by that is we've seen recently that many of the large collections have done uh, private capital raises. So we've seen doodles, we've seen also dust labs. Um, and I think that's actually something we cannot forget about. If you're a collection that has amassed large uh, community, large, uh, you know, audience, it's reasonable to assume that as long as you have a legit team, it will be quite easy for you to acquire capital if you were to start a bigger project. So, you know, maybe if Dust Labs or if the gods um, now, especially with the 0% royalties, I'm sure they are sitting on a nice treasury, but if they were to start a big project and lack capital to fully fund it, I think it would be still, because of the publicity they have, quite easy for them to acquire an investment. So that's something I, I think we haven't really talked about that has to be considered with these large collections, that capital in, in um, crypto is cheap. Everybody loves speculation and it's very, very valuable to have a team with large audience um you know there is a question like how sustainable is just building like one hype after the next i fully agree with you but at the same time many people argue that this is the stage of crypto that we are at where hype is still much more important than you know um reasonable valuations decentraland wouldn't be at one billion <laughs> valuation otherwise still Yeah, that, that is true. And as an example for Beth concerning you know, hype on top of hype, uh, 
I don't know how much of a sneakerhead you guys are, but the Jordans, the Jordans since I can't remember how long when I was in elementary and high school and middle school, every release of a pair of Jordans has been a major hype. And for me, Jordans is one of those examples. They still remain uh, valuable now to this day. And every single release just about for a particular set of Jordans is just one hype after another hype after another hype. Uh, out here in Texas, there was a sneaker convention for all sneakerheads. And there were Jordans that were under lock and key with arm guards because of the value that those sneakers hold. So let's say as an example with Dust Labs, if they can potentially do, I'm going to call it the uh, Jordan's uh, method. It might be potential that they might be able to build from one hype to another hype to another hype. And then concerning valuation, like Kamara was mentioning, you know, who decides this valuation? The holders do. Not so much the project leads, it is the people. The community members decide, okay, I want to sell this board aid for almost a million dollars. That's what I believe this, the value of this is to me and I can get out of. Someone else could say, okay, I agree with you and I'll buy it from you for that price. Go ahead. Ben. Yeah, that's, that's true. So like a Jordan model can work. But again, we are we are back at that thing that uh, with the last high, for example, okay, the 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 gods needed basically the funds from the whole uh, whole Solana and almost also Ethereum ecosystem in order to fund it, and which like the hype over the hype, uh, the hype on top of the hype needed even more liquidity and even more uh, like user base, okay. And you're at a certain point, unless you scale it up and then you go with like uh, in real life with, uh, with the brand and then you start building in real life new businesses, then it's really hard to, to keep on that. Because again, with the Jordans, you were the customer, uh, but you are not the investor. And the investor had expectation from the, from the Nike to, to get every year uh, new return investments and so on. So that that was helping them to bring back the value uh, to the the investors. But the user, the customer base was was much uh, much higher, and it was like bigger, and it was easier actually to with with a proper proper product to expand and to to, to bring value. And yeah. I totally agree here. It is now we are we are at the point where the big projects will need to step up and to to use their brand in general to to invent new products, new services, to expand to real life businesses and so on in order then to actually bring back value to to the customers to sorry to the to the, uh, to the holders and. And I agree also here with Karma by saying that there are like a few unicorns that probably they will succeed in that. 
in which like three or four unicorns probably will take like 95 to 97 percent of the whole market and around those projects and around those brands uh, then we also probably get more mass adoption in general for the nft market from uh, from new people but also we'll see something something interesting because with when you have the the right capital then you also like uh, the possibilities and also the ideas pop up beautiful banter between everyone uh, just to slowly wrap things up where do you guys see your pfp projects from now into the future yep yeah, i think that's a beautiful closing up question i've obviously been i think for all of us the past months have been a real rough patch so i've obviously been thinking about this a lot um so right before the DPEG. I actually quit my full-time job to focus on the collection more. I then had to find another job <laughs> after the DPEG, but I'm still working on Galactic Punks and love it with my whole heart. But this also means that it, it just shows how flexible you have to be. To me, Galactic Punks were the first large PFP collection on Cosmos and they should forever remain a part of its history. I think what I'm really excited about going forward are you know, emerging new NFT standards that I hope will be will be uh, basically ready soon. Um, I know that uh, Rec Gang is working with Axelar and with uh, Layer Zero Labs, I believe, to deliver some kind of cross-chain functionality. But further down the line, we are also looking at potential NFT standards that allow the IBC um, cross-chain transfers within Cosmos. I think that's going to be very, very exciting. Um, and I hope that we could then upgrade Galactic Punks to that new interchain NFT standard, which again potentially would allow you to send your punk, you know, across Cosmos. Concentrate a little bit more on Cosmos as a whole, um, in addition to to being like to having a home on Terra. And why do I say that? I obviously this is like a big narrative right now, but I think that's what Terra Crush showed all of us that. If on Cosmos we are building app-specific blockchains and we are building the internet of blockchains, that internet is only worth something if there is actual interoperability if, and if we are actually trying to work together instead of you know just perpetuating this very, very siloed um, tribalism. So that's sort of like my big vision. Um, it's obviously all going to undergo a DAO vote. These are things that should be decided by all holders together. Um, but if if I personally had my way, I think we should look a little bit more um, for Cosmos ecosystem as a whole. And we should look a little bit more into joint education. Um, because I just don't see us emerging from the bear market anytime soon. And I think we should use this time to educate ourselves the best we could, position ourselves the best we could for the upcoming upcoming, you know, next leg of the market whenever that may come and learning is just so much more fun when you do it with other people when you do it within the community and that's the utility that i personally see for myself in the collections i love throughout this bear market it helps me to not leave the space it helps me to you know wake up every day and think oh maybe i could 
learn about this or oh i've seen this person post this in discord i'm going to go and explore and learn something new um this this support to just keep grinding is very very important and i hope that we can work a little bit more diligently on providing that to people okay go second uh, where do i see the red gang project it's uh it's quite clear we had already when we started this project the first day we had a really clear vision and that was to to build a multi-chain uh, multi-chain community that was not depending on the chain itself because that for us in our vision uh, the chains and the technology will go in um, in second position and the focus will be on the community itself and around that those i don't know three four five six seven different uh, different chain communities uh, you really can build something special uh why special because when you have uh, together people with different backgrounds different knowledge different connections and also people that are flexible to navigate through the different chains there you have actually a community that really can uh, can act quickly can help you quickly and also can can uh, reserve some surprises because then um, uh, you see you see you see different uh, people inside the uh, inside the uh, inside the community putting together ideas uh, getting their uh, new ideas in small projects and so on and that is that is what i envision the most about the red gang it is really that uh, truly multi-chain community that uh, grows day by day and uh, becomes a hub for for knowledge and uh, also uh, network for for all the people that uh, that will be in crypto and uh, yeah that is that is something that was from day one it's still today and it will be uh, it will it will be for the next years well as you have a community listeners everyone who's going to listen to this afterwards uh, galactic punk and red gang they have their future i mean they have the time right now to build and we'll see what we have you know in, in our hands coming up and i want to extend uh, a big thank you to karma and gps best with red gang having this open in-depth conversation about what we have going on with the pfps very different setup than what we're all used to yeah, it was really, really great to just, you know, talk through some more in-depth thoughts. There were great questions, Ghost, and thank you so much for organizing this and for, you know, setting it up. Um, I really love this, you know, like just tucked, tucked here with a blanket, wallowing in my hangover on my couch. Um, just really great to talk to friends. And yeah, we should do this more often. And everybody who hasn't yet explored it, please consider checking out Unique Metaverse course. If you just Google it, um, that's brilliant. You can also, you know, go onto Galactic Punk's uh, Twitter. We've shared some really interesting notes and the summary of the past uh, of the past um, lessons. Um, so yeah, like just 
let's discuss it a little bit more as the course progresses in, in all the discords. It's a great opportunity to learn from some of the greatest minds in NFT space that are, you know, basically participating in that course. Thank you so much again. Thanks a lot for organizing this. Uh, really, it allowed me to, to speak in a different way that I'm usually used to speaking in an, uh, in an MA, MA. And uh, there are like a lot of, uh, a lot of things are going on in the NFTs and it's something new and exciting. And uh, as I said before, I literally can't wait to see where we'll be like in one or two years. And uh, yeah, I, I'm already curious what will be your second episode. <laughs> we'll all, we, you know, we'll talk. We'll see what goes on. And uh, yes, I, I love the, the this whole setup that we have going on, elaborating on what we think, what we see, and where we think we're going. And thank you, everyone. We'll keep in touch. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, your weekend, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the PFP Movement with Galactic Punks and the Wrecked Gang, hosted by Ghost338, recorded on Saturday, October 22nd, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep your hands off when the play is a bust. Playing old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focused, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect. With a dead man swagger Sitting in a little den Envision in the middle men Listen to the fatal man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba billion Little den envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next No one gave a shit Till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter We was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal He just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime Till the night curfew Rats in a cage Till they make time to murk you Got a little job That falls under my purview We gotta get this mob Away from the birds view, gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop, right off the work while you try on the worst juice, blinded by perps who try to reverse truth, slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you, eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants, I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis, mock up a basement could call me resilient, waiting for the internet to make me a b-b-b-billion. Vision in the middle men, listen to the fiddle man, play a little ditty then, talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next b-b-b-billion.
reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terror Spaces <laughs>